You're listening to the Parenting Bites podcast on Play.it, brought to you by Lenovo. Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsViews.com, and I am here in the studio with Amy Oztan, SelfishMom.com. Hi, Hi, Amy. And Andrea Smith is back with us today. Hello. Hi, Andrea, our tech guru. She really is our tech guru, too. Every time we throw out topics every week, Andrea has like 85 different (laughs) super techie topics. And Amy and I are like, let's talk about making lunch for your kids. (laughs) Um, So this week we are tackling two topics. The first, if you haven't already been bombarded with this, is the new Barbie or the Barbie fashionistas. We're gonna talk about um, what Mattel is trying to do with this new line of Barbies, if we think it's going to be successful, um, and what we think of original Barbie, classic Barbie. Now she's like Barbie classic. classic. Like Coke. Like Coke. <laughs> Coke classic. Just as good for you. Um, and our second topic today is the election. We are not talking politics. We are going to talk about how to talk about the election with your kids, the apps, the sites that are out there um, to get your kids involved in the election. We don't care which way you fall on the spectrum. We're just going to talk about um, how to have civil discourse and raise a really good generation of citizens who vote, which is important. And then we will have our bites of the week. So today we are sponsored by Lenovo, the world's number one PC maker. See what innovations are happening at Lenovo today. Go to Lenovo.com and check out all the super cool tech from Lenovo. All right, let's jump right in and talk about Barbie. So Mattel announced this week or last week that they are now, I think in response to incredibly lagging Barbie sales, which we should preface by saying Barbie has been a big weight on Mattel for the past few years. Um, she, they've tried all sorts of different versions of Barbie. Hello, Barbie, the Barbie that talked to you and captured all your personal Engineer Barbie. So Engineer creepy. Barbie. But they had some big, you know, it's Barbie's had a tough time. Um, and so they introduced Barbie Fashionista line, which comes in tall, which we'll talk about, <laughs> petite, and curvy. Um, and... I think more importantly than the size, which is what people focused on, there is a nice diversity of skin tone, eye color, hair color, um, sort of, they're not all that same Barbie face, Mm -hmm. just made a different shade, which is what they used to do, but it's actual, they actually look different. The features, the facial features. um, Funky hair colors. Mm -hmm. They're a little more modern, I guess, is what the take is on Barbie. So... Amy and I talked a little bit about this. This is how we came up. We, we, we started having a giant conversation with it uh, about it offline. And so we thought we would have this conversation here because we have talked about Barbie before. I have admitted that I was a giant Barbie playgirl. Nerd. Oh, me too. Total Barbie nerd. Um, Amy was. I was. Andrea My sisters was. and I did. And we talked about that fantastic Barbie commercial that ran earlier this yeah. year, where it really was the essence of Barbie, which was that Barbie was not this six-foot-tall, 15-inch waist, <laughs> double-D doll to girls. She was just a projection of what you want to be grown up, and that is the history of Barbie. Barbie was so revolutionary because she was the first grown-up woman doll 
that a girl could play with. And that idea of not just being a baby doll was so crazy revolutionary. And gave girls things to aspire to. Yes. Yeah, which is why that commercial was so awesome. It was great. And you didn't need to have it be Dr. Barbie, President Barbie. You made her President Barbie. You made her Dr. Barbie. You made her, and and we talked about this before because someone said, when are they going to make Dad Bod Ken? (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. Is that Seth who said that? I know. (laughs) And I actually responded. It was a dad blogger who posted that. I think there was some article where they did a mock-up of what Dad Bod Ken would look like. And I wrote back, we don't need dad bod Ken because Ken just sits at home naked waiting for Barbie to come home. <laughs> Nobody actually that, plays with Ken. That's Ken's how he got the dad bod in the first place. <laughs> right. Ken, Ken, Ken just is a total accessory to Barbie. Just when she needed that date, he pulled out yeah, Ken. Exactly. Yeah. He was just when she needed a date. So we don't need dad bod Ken because no one's buying Ken anyway. So what do we think of fashionista Barbie? Well, I think there are two separate questions you have to ask. What do middle-aged women think of all these different Barbies, like me, who have been waiting for a Barbie to look more like me for decades? And what will kids think of it? Because when I was a kid, I know I sure as hell wouldn't have cared if she looked like me. So, as and you didn't look like that as a kid. No, and right. no as, kid has like no. big, you know, hips and. But like know. I would says, I aspire to that. You know, I want to, I want to look like that when I grow up. But as a kid, I wouldn't have even cared about the hair color, the skin color. Well, I mean, I'm white, so they were all white anyway. But um, as an adult, um, I, I, I went right to the site and bought one. I was really excited. Well, and they're cheap. But what is your mention? Barbie's yeah. cheap. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the the Barbie's one that like I bought was nine ninety nine. But tell us what your daughter thought of it. So my daughter, I mean, she's a little past the age of buying Barbies. This was actually the first Christmas she didn't want want any Barbies, which was very sad. Um, so it's not like she would have been buying these anyway. But but I asked her if you were buying Barbies, would you want one of these new ones or would you want one of the the classic ones? And she she was really apologetic about it. Um, she said, "No, I wouldn't really want one of the one of the new ones." And then she thought for a sec, and she added, "I like to use the tall blonde one as the mean girl. That's what, <laughs> that's what all the mean girls look like in movies and TV shows. <laughs> the Morgan Fairchild character, exactly. So really? yeah, Barbie definitely still has her place with that's my awesome. with my daughter. She's she's the one who's being mean to all the stuffed animals apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't I." I don't think that my daughter necessarily is the one who needs this, though. My daughter is blonde and white. So if you're, you know, African-American, if you've well, got brown African-American hair. Well, they've had African-American Barbie for a long time. Yeah. And they have those horrible studies. I think that's part of this. what this came out of, right? There was those horrible studies that were done, I think, in the 80s, where young African-American girls preferred blonde Barbie mm-hmm. and said that the african-american barbie was ugly and those were horrifying studies because that is when i think the general public started thinking or not the general public, academia and this is where barbie started really getting this bad name was this idea that barbie herself was propagating this unrealistic ideal of barbie and i think i've talked about this before but anna quinlan wrote one of my favorite op-eds of all time about barbie Maybe it was like 1994, 1995 in the New York Times. I don't know if it was the 50th anniversary of Barbie. It might have been. But she said she went on and on about how it unrealistic proportions. And and at the very end of the article, her daughter looks at her and goes, it's just a doll. Yeah. And she was like, "That's it." Was the essence of it that as adults right. we look back? We on look that. at it skeptically. We worry. We worry about how it's changing um, kids' mo- attitudes and 
what they think they should look like, but to them it's a doll. It really is. To them it's a doll, but I think for a lot of kids, you know, they kids like to see themselves. Kids kids like to see something that that looks more like them. And like you said, oh, they've had African American Barbie for a long time. I didn't actually know that. So like that has to not just be the exception, the one up on the high shelf with the dust on it. That has to be more a part of Barbie. So maybe this is a good start. Well, and that's like you know, I I did have my eyes open a couple of weeks ago. Um, when my step-grandchildren were here, two little girls, and I went to the American Girl doll store for Ooh, the first time ever. No. I've never been there. You survived. And I survived, <laughs> I was just going to say, and my husband and I survived. But that was so eye-opening to me to see all of these different ethnicities and skin tones and... For the Just Like Me dolls. Yeah, yeah. So, so we should say Mattel owns American Girl. Do they? Yes, and that, that Just Like Me part of American Girl happened when Mattel bought American Girl. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so it, kudos to them. Because it used to be what American Girl was, was historical dolls. That is the basis of right. American Girl, is right. the historical the dolls. The Eskimo doll. And then they started the, the Ameri- Girl of the Year, and then they started yeah. the Just Like Me dolls. Um, and there was a lot of pushback towards American Girl for a long time that all of the historical dolls were white. Mm. They weren't necessarily all blonde, but they were all white, and it took a very long time, and the first African-American doll they introduced, she might still be the only one, um, was a slave, was a former slave. Mm. Of course. And that was her. Now, it is a historical... But they show your heritage. They do the books with yeah. it. They do the, so it's important, but... It, it is interesting in the larger conversation right now about the Oscars and about all the stuff that how then when you actually choose to diversify and bring these things in that you're always picking these sort of I don't know very stereotypical points in history now the Jewish American Girl doll is also like the immigrant girl whose parents came right. from Ellis Island <laughs> worked Island. in the shirtwaist factory yes, worked and in the shirtwaist factory so they picked yeah. they sort of picked that immigration like, point but right. I think that might have been the richest point for those historical novels and a part of history they hadn't covered yet in that American Girl canon. Barbie is just Barbie. Like, she's just dressing up. Uh, The other thing about these dolls that was interesting was they have articulated ankles. Yeah. So they don't always have to be in high heels. Also more like me. Right. (laughs) Um, But they do... Okay, I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Particularly the curvy one. A friend of mine looked at it and said, oh, it's Dumpy Barbie. Because... The white one is dressed like such a terrible, horrible suburban stereotype mom. Well, maybe She's that's wearing... a reflection of what horrible clothing styles curvy women have <laughs> to choose from in the real She's world. She's wearing like acid wash capri jeans and this horrible pink shirt okay. with a big rhinestone bow on it. You can't it wear capris if you're heavy. Right. It cuts you your leg off. It's the wrong <laughs> place. She so needs okay, a makeover. So that, that brings Barbie. up a question that uh, Robin Raskin, who was on the podcast with us from CES, brought up on Facebook, which was, isn't the whole idea of Barbie that you can change their clothes and put the outfits on from one doll to the other? Yes, and now you can. Now you've got a Barbie, and that Barbie only fits in the capri pants, and <laughs> you can't. You're not going to put those clothes on your skinny girl Barbie. Right, are they going to have plus size? So what are you going to have exactly? That, because God knows, plus size women have enough trouble finding good well, style. And the tolls and the petites and the petites. And then I shop for petite, and Me it's too. really hard because you're right, capris. I can't wear anything that cuts me off. 
off no. mid from my knee to my ankle. I'm already five foot two. Right. So if you have a little mini suitcase or a Tupperware container full of Barbie clothes, now you got to buy all, all new, new Barbie clothes. clothes for each other. And I have to say, and they're I don't not glamorous. I don't understand tall Barbie. I, the people out there who are super tall have to explain tall Barbie to me because it's Barbie. I don't know yeah. if she more flat chested. No, she's I think a it's the longer, longer legs. Yeah. She already has legs that if she were a real woman, <laughs> she's just like, she's I not as voluptuous. I think that's what it is. She's like, yeah. she's like beanpole Barbie. And maybe she's, she's olive oil Barbie. Yeah. Towering over the other ones because maybe, you know, that's how some tall girls who've grown much quicker, younger. But they're not feel. playing with Barbie. If you are now in seventh grade and you're the tallest in your class, you're not looking for tall Barbie. You're <laughs> looking for like a million other things and it's not, you're on Snapchat and Instagram and you're not playing with Barbie. Okay, so we, we can't seem to figure out who they're marketing these. No, other are than they a PR. to grownups and just for PR? That's like, what I, think. I I don't know. Maybe just so that grownups will feel better about the the brand as a whole and will feel better about we'll buying them for the their brand. daughters, even though their daughters mm-hmm. want the classic one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh. not. Or maybe you just buy that for your daughters and you don't and even see. like think about it because now you know people don't go to toy stores, right? You're buying on Amazon. So mm-hmm. what happens is you know when you were talking about not seeing the African American Barbie. I don't know when the last time you actually went down the Barbie aisle at a toy store was, but usually what's happening, right, so usually what's happening is the reason you're not seeing it is because that's not something you're searching for on Amazon. Mm -hmm, You're searching for exactly what you want. So if I'm not looking for it, there's no way that that American Barbie is going to pop up. It's not going to say, here's an alternative for you, Amy. Right. Right. But, okay, so here's how I think technology could really come into play here. I think the way you can go onto Nike website or a car website and design your car <laughs> or design your sneakers, maybe Mattel needs to do a trial and see what girls would design if they could pick the figure, right. you know, the size, whether it's petite or tall, the curvy, the straight, the hair color, the clothes, and maybe design your own Barbie. I would be really curious to see what girls come up with. They need to put a kiosk. You know, like they have the Hanes make your own t-shirt yeah. place at Disney World. They need to do one of those in a location like yeah. that. And and I would love to see the marketing, the testing mm-hmm. research coming out of that to see what girls choose. When given the options, what do they choose? Right, because it does seem like a very adult down decision mm-hmm. to do the new Barbies. And I look... They have to do something. They're yeah. trying to figure out how yeah. to resurrect Barbie and make her relevant in 2016. And I think I said the last time we talked about Barbie, we we're talking about I, th- I thought they should retire Barbie. I thought they should just focus on collectors and just hmm. like because Barbie has been a giant drag on their company. And so we'll see if this helps. But I think maybe the world has moved beyond Barbie. I just kind of do. Well, so the world moved beyond Barbie to things like the Disney princesses, and then they lost that. Right, like right. That, they lost that, that would have been yeah. huge, you know. But but now, who has it now? Like has Hasbro? Yeah. But interesting that Barbie print the Disney princess license and and everything has been, which was the most brilliant marketing move of all time, was pulling those princesses out of their stories and marketing them together, has been hugely successful. And Barbie has fallen. Mm-hmm. It's it's the power of licensing, which is a, mm-hmm. probably a whole other show, is interesting. And maybe that was always part of the problem was that Barbie you projected onto. And we've had these discussions about sort of lack of imagination for kids now and lack of imaginative play. Maybe kids are just more drawn to dolls that have the, the, the story, story is there that, that already have them. a whole And maybe character. that's how play has sort of evolved for yeah. better or worse. Because mm. Barbie was purely... Pure project. imagination. Pure imagination. Yeah. And now she's not. Or now 
what that story became about Barbie is sort of yucky. So they have to reinvent that. And it's not about how she's shaped or colored or sized. It's about play. And that's, why, again, why that commercial was so brilliant. All right. Well, we will be back to talk about the election. We're totally pivoting, although there was President Barbie at some point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maybe that's a way into it. But we'll be right back to talk about apps and sites and really interesting ways you can get your kids into the election when we come back. So today we are brought to you by Weebly. Um, So you know that great idea you have, the one you've been sitting on, the one everyone agrees is amazing, but now what do you do? Time to get your idea out into the world with your own professional quality website, blog, or online store. That's why I want to share how easy it is to get started with Weebly. And I'm very excited because we are actually building our Parenting Bites website (laughs) on Weebly. Right now, the only way to get to us and talk to us is facebook.com slash parentingbites. And we love our Facebook community, but we're really excited to finally be building our own site. So Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own business and the dream to be their own boss. You don't need to be a web designer or know how to code, it's not scary, to create a fantastic website. So I was really impressed. I did a little tour because I was looking for us and Amy's going to be the one building it. Mm -hmm. So next week we will hear from Amy on how easy (laughs) this was. But they have all these beautiful um, professionally designed mobile friendly themes to choose from. I love that everything is mobile friendly automatically. So important. You simply drag and drop and you build your site and then you publish it. It's that easy. You can customize, you can update, change your site anytime on any device. You can also really the mobile interface is so great and i feel like we do everything on our phone mm-hmm. so it's so important so creating a fantastic website shouldn't get in the way of your dreams join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with weebly w-e-e-b-l-y get started today for free at weebly.com parenting that's w-e-e-b as in boy l-y dot com slash parenting Weebly.com slash parenting. Build your own website. And then send us a link. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you yeah. build. See what you build. And uh, next week, we will hear from Amy because she's going to tell us about how I only get a awesome. week? Yes, you get one week. I'm lighting a fire under your butt. <laughs> but I have family coming in You don't have week. to build the whole thing. Oh, she has to oh, clean okay. her house. You have to, start, you have to start to build it and tell us how you okay, drag I can hear the pro- It's a process. Yes, tell us okay. which theme you picked and we will can talk about it. Can it have purple in it? It will have purple. I think it will have to. It has to have purple for Andrea. This is going to be a problem because Andrea is always in purple and I'm always in like earth tones, like oranges. Yeah, no, I think they kind of go. You think so? Yeah. We'll have to stand next to each other and see if we clash. (laughs) We'll take a picture of Amy clashing. Maybe we'll put up some like template, color template options while people vote on them. (laughs) All right. So check it out at weebly.com and definitely send us a link if you build a site. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So we are back with topic two. And so started this, obviously, last night we record on a Tuesday. So yesterday was the Iowa caucus, which I'm... Is anyone else so happy it's over? I'm so happy it's over. I can't wait for Super Tuesday, so everything will basically be over. I'm done. Um, And I will say that living in New York... We are so lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe if you were a diehard right winger, you wouldn't feel that way. But we get like no commercials ever. Like even during the election, we get Mm -hmm. no commercials except for horrible local ones. An occasional phone call. That's it. Right. And local again. When I am in Michigan in the summer, it is when you are in a battleground state, it's every Uh. single commercial Mm -hmm. radio. It is so awful. 
So it's a real turnoff to everybody, I think, and definitely your kids <laughs> when they have to sit through it. But one of my favorite things, and one of the reasons we decided to talk about this today, was there was a great article written by Wendy Ahrens, who is a humor writer and a parenting writer, and she's probably, she's absolutely the funniest person I follow on <laughs> Facebook. Like, I just love having her in my feed. Her blog is amazing. But this she actually wrote for Alpha Mom, which is a fantastic site for parenting. If you haven't checked out Alpha Mom, you really should. But she wrote a great essay, How to Immunize Your Kids from the Insanity of Election Year. I like her choice of wording, immunize. <laughs> yes. And really, the article is about how horrible the political season has been so far in terms of who is in the lead, particularly on the Republican side, in terms of the rhetoric. Their behavior. Their behavior. The bullying, the just snideness, the... The lying. Lying, the insults, everything that's been strewn about. And I will say it's been a little more on the Republican side because of the personalities, the big personalities. Well, my daughter... Has come out on that side. We've more. talked about how like Fiona has basically no interest in politics at all, but during the last um, Republican debate, she said, "Ooh, is Trump going to be on?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "Oh, then I don't want to watch." Like even That's this what 11, he was on. Yeah, even this 11-year-old girl who has no interest knows that he's the fun one to watch. He's the entertainer. Yeah. Right. Disgusting. Mm. So, it's hard to um, have a discussion about politics with your children. And sort of be careful about what you're saying in front of them and not turn them off and not make them think that it's this awful, mean, horrible thing. And one of the things Wendy talked about, which was really funny, is in the article, there was like student council elections, basically, and all these girls, and she has a great picture of Tracy Flick Flick. from election as her (laughs) picture. But she, all these girls, super prepared. They were like super Hillary Clinton. They like super prepared and had their speeches written. And her son just like breezed in and was like, yo, vote for me. I'm a baller. Woohoo. And of course he won. I'm and sorry for laughing. It's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong, yet so... So typical. And as a parent, are you like, yay, good for you? Or are you like, are you kidding no, me? No, she was horrified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was horrified. No, and I love the, yeah. I love the conversation they had yeah. about it. But in the beginning, you, you kind of don't know what to do. Right. And, and that is sort of, unfortunately, like a lesson you learn from watching the debates and the commercials and the whatever because kids don't necessarily understand all the policy behind things. So one of the things we want to talk about is how your kids can start to understand the policy, which, so there's a um, thing on CNN right now, which I didn't like, but it you pick your where you stand on a whole bunch of issues and it tells you which candidate you should vote for. Um, yeah. I didn't like the way a lot of it was worded because it was very... Um, slanted towards certain political positions that were very obvious which candidate you were going to get, I think, Mm -hmm. although many people were surprised. There was a much better one on Politico the last election cycle that was much more nuanced. It was longer. But a funny thing happened, I think it was was when it was Bush versus Kerry when they first introduced that tool. And what happened was all these Bush supporters were taking it and getting Kerry. (laughs) And were really... So they decided it was fake. It was rigged wrong. So they alerted the Bush campaign, and I have to say, I don't know why Karl Rove was honest about this, but he came out and said, like, no, like, I got Bush. Basically, all these people who Mm. supported Bush but didn't know why they supported Bush right. were taking this test and then realizing they actually supported but The Kerry. values and things well, that they support were were actually supported Kerry. by Kerry. And then they, it didn't matter, though. They were still right. going to vote for Bush because 
even so my point is sometimes even when people look at issues if they've already made up their minds they're like I, that's not right well i had the exact same I experience i took two of those quizzes the other day and both times came up with the candidate that i didn't actually plan on voting for and I think that just speaks to the fact that just because you agree with somebody on the issues doesn't mean that you think they're the best presenter, doesn't mean that you think that they're the most intelligent, that they'll be able to handle themselves the best. Yeah, I don't think that's what it's about most of the time. I think it's what your heart tells you or the way you were raised. I think if you believe you are conservative, even if you don't fully understand what that means in this day and age, you're voting conservative. And same mm-hmm. on, the, on the left. If you feel like you're progressive... And you feel like, because I feel this way and this way and this way, and then you dig deep and realize, oh, maybe I'm not so progressive, or maybe I'm not so whatever it is. Um, I think it's hard to change the heart. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder, and back to the article, if if a lot of the rhetoric and a lot of the lying and the misinformation um, doesn't change people's opinions of those particular candidates. I mean, even if you support a certain candidate, and there are some candidates, I have to say, whose views I do agree with, um, or or I could find one that maybe I could possibly, but just because of the way they, they carry themselves and are battling in this election, which I I know is the given and the norm now, which is so sad, and that's a whole other topic. But I mean, and and I think, you know, I have to say, as a a journalist, you know, I mean, for me, Super Tuesday was like, very exciting to go in and cover and and be reporting on it. And, And an election year is very exciting. Now, as an outsider, um, it's very different because all I see is lie, personality. Why is right. Fox News allowing them? You know, how can Carly Fiorina go on Fox and do this? And I think that kids are getting this sense that you can say whatever you want and it doesn't have to be true. So I think for people, you really, it's, 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 you have to line up what you believe in and also, can you trust this person? Right. And can you trust any politician? Um, so here's some apps that were recommended from a site called Daily Tech, which I love. One is Voter, which does exactly what we were just talking about, and is a lot more in-depth than the little CNN 10-question checker offer. Um, You really... Now, so I think this is something worth doing with your kid. Mm -hmm. Do the Voter app. Let your kid choose. Now, depending on the age of your kid, they probably won't have a position on legalizing marijuana. Um, Or they might. You may. Right. They may. (laughs) But if you're dealing with like a six-year-old or seven-year-old, they may not know what abortion is. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain issues that so you have maybe want to do it first and go down that road because if there's things you feel like your kid's not ready to talk about, then maybe your kid's not ready to take a voter test. And maybe you say like, we're just going to vote on like the environment or whatever. Um, The next one is Sidewire, which sort of goes away from the commentary. So instead of commentary, it gives you like, here's where they got this source of information. Here's why the politician's saying that. Here's the study. Um, So it's supposed to be more like takes out the noise Hmm. around the issues and tells you right about the um, the actual information, Mm -hmm. supposedly. You know, I'm sure. Then there's Brigade, which I think is. Facebook, so I don't know why you would need this because it helps you understand the political leanings of your friends <laughs> so you can have different discussions, but you can do polls, you can do all these things. That to me is Facebook. I think like nobody the, should discuss politics on Facebook. Oh my God. <laughs> no. I actually have I think it should be so banned. much fun. So oh. yeah, it's a different thing. So countable 
which say say said is an amazing app and website lets you communicate your preferences to your country's leaders. Now this is I think is the most fun thing to do with your kid is contact your congressman, representative or the president. Um, so you can actually see the legislation that's being voted on and you tap or click and gives you the tools to see how your elected officials voted and then it lets you tell them what you think of that. I love tell, that because in the old in, days you used to like call your congressman's office and there was someone who got paid to answer the phone and yeah. tally what you said. But, and, but that's my question. How do you, like with this app, how do you contact them? Do you I think you it, put in your zip code and it knows who your rep is. I think it sends an email. But will it, it sends, oh, it sends an email, e- yeah. Because I, I've heard different different staffers say, look, Physical I shouldn't say this, but you know, if you really want to bother us, send us a letter that we right, have to open, right. give us a phone call. Yeah, yeah. because there's a paper trail. Yeah. So I'm yeah. a big believer in that and I've, I love that. Because the stuff I've had to do for education, I can't tell you how many times representatives have said, we haven't heard from parents on this. Mm-hmm. All it takes is 10 to 15 phone calls right. to sway. No, but sadly, Amazing, I think kids think that no matter what they say, their political leader is not going to listen to them. I don't know if kids are that jaded yet. I think uh, that. I think yeah. Well, that, my um, son is. But he's, well, 25, he's 25. But yeah. He, but he's actually wrong. And I will say it is so effective because the squeaky wheel gets the grease and it is yeah. cannot be more true with politicians maybe on a more local level I know, well local is probably the most important yeah, yeah. it really is that's yeah, where those are the things have. that affect you the most yeah yeah um mm. democracy.io is another one that lets you contact your congressional representatives and then i citizen which is another app that lets you express your opinions on key legislation while aiming to keep you informed on the things that matter most to you so basically all these apps will let you Know who your representatives are, which is really important is if important. you don't know. Um, know what the issues are. Know how to act on them. And then you have the ones that sort of simplify. And I will say, if you are using voter and you're not getting the candidate you want, you do need to rethink who you're voting for. Like, don't be like, oh, this technology, this sucks. Like, think about why you want to vote for the person you want to vote for. And maybe it's like someone in the same party where really it's not that big a difference maybe it was one or two issues that someone's not enough to the left or right that to your preference and then you have to think about who's going to get the job done but if seriously if you think you're voting for ted cruz and he tells you hillary clinton there you have you have yeah. so you are so off base well there was a who you are somebody did an experiment i think it was about three or three years ago where um they asked people if they were in favor of obamacare and then the people who were not, they then asked them, are you in favor of this, this, right. this, this, all these separate components of Obamacare? Mm-hmm. And they were for all the stuff. And they, or right. they gave Obamacare a different name. Yeah. Well, that's why, because it is a different name. Yeah. It's the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. the Republicans were brilliant in calling right. it Obamacare. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so they, yeah. they they did Obamacare. Oh, Fox News says that's bad. I'm not right. in favor. But, yeah. oh, the Affordable Care Act? Yes, that's the yes, one I want. Yes, I want that. I want yeah, no I remember pre-existing that. conditions. I want, yeah. Right. So that's, don't be that, don't be that voting public be (laughs) the voting public that can see through the haze of bs and vote on the issues that matter to you and we will be right back with our bites of the week all right we have a new sponsor this week slender tone do you want firmer stronger abs do you want to tone those hard to reach core muscles do you want to take your ab workouts to the next level I say yes. I totally. <laughs> Why not? Then you need to try Slender Tone Connect Abs, the smart fitness device that does a lot more than just track. It actively tones and tightens your abs. 
Slendertone's abdominal toning belt is controlled via an app that creates your personal training plan, tracks your workouts, and sends you customized tips to keep you motivated, which is pretty cool. Best part of all, you'll have firmer, more toned abs with results in six weeks. Slendertone Connect uses EMS technology that sends deep pulses that engage your stomach muscles, causing them to flex and contract, just like regular exercise, giving you a stronger core. With Slendertone's money-back guarantee, you can join the 100% of users who reported firmer, more toned abs in just weeks. Visit Slendertone.com today and receive 20% off using offer code PARENTING at checkout. Again, use offer code PARENTING for 20% off today. Slendertone Connect Abs. So that is... A really interesting. We saw it at CES. I was just going to say, this is what we saw at CES. I saw it at CES. Yeah. I mean, it's very. It's like both it's high tech and retro. Mm-hmm. This idea. So I will say they sent me one. I have not tried it yet. Um, Let us I'm know, or we'll try. share I think it around. Supposed to send one to each of you too. Oh, excellent! Because um, so, I haven't been able to get to the gym, so if I could just wear that and do I'm my actually really workout. interested to try it because I read a review online because I went on to read about it, and someone said you can wear it while you cook, which just seemed hilarious to me, to <laughs> cooking and wearing the ab thing. But I'm like, that seems like the perfect time. Perfect. It's like twenty. I don't even know how long it is. Twenty minutes, and you're like cooking, and you're ab ab Abbing. working out. <laughs> yeah. So check it out at slendertone.com and use code parenting. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Okay, we are back with our Bites of the Week. Who's first? I can Amy. go first. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got one that, uh, okay, I'm going to tear up. Um, I, I always find the really sad videos. <laughs> oh, so uh, this woman, she lost her baby. Her baby died when, when uh, the baby was seven months old. Oh, which was difficult enough, but then she made the gut-wrenching decision to donate the baby's organs. And the baby's organs went to three different kids. And this was three years ago. And an 18-month-old girl at the time got her baby's heart. And she was able to connect up with this little girl now, three years later, and listen to her baby's oh, heart Oh, my God. I have goosebumps. In the chest of this little girl. That's so amazing. We will post a link to the video on Facebook. It was, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's hard to watch, but it's Ugh. so, she's so joyful. She's so happy right. to hear it again. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now I need tissues. Right, oh, Andrea. God. This is going to be the tearing up bites day. of the week. Oh, my no. gosh. All right. Well, not to, not to follow this. Uh, theme but so many of you who have listened to me over the past year know that my mom had a stroke last January and it's been a really difficult year um, post-stroke watching her decline and um, she passed away last week and I'm not crying yet (laughs) Uh, but she not only was she an amazing mom um, she really really had a message for everyone. And so I want to share it with you because at the age of 89, she decided she had always been an aspiring actress and wanted, she did movie, you know, like extra work and worked in show business. But at 89, she said, you know, if I'm ever going to be a real actress, I have to do it now. And she called an agent and she talked her way into this agent's office she sent a picture that I had taken of her 
And she got herself a role in a commercial, which many of you may have seen. It's the insurance commercial. My mother was Beatrice, the, uh, what did they call her? The offline oversharer. I call her the tech-phobic, <laughs> where she posts all her Facebook pictures to her wall. Her actual, her actual wall. wall. She's and got they the were, big glasses. And they were, yeah, she's got the glasses <laughs> and the leopard scarf. And that was my mom her entire life. That's how she looked. That was her persona. And uh, what was great is that my mom was really very tech-savvy. And one of her relatives emailed me and said, you know, I loved listening to my father and your mom Skype with each other. And, you know, the, the Skype would auto-connect and my mother would yell, Joe, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> but she did it. So I, I guess the, what makes it a bite of the week, we'll, we'll post the video, yes. um, either the one on my YouTube or we'll, we'll find it somewhere and post the insurance video. But when I interviewed my mom for an article I wrote about her in Chip Chick last year, her, her message really was for people who have a dream get out there and do it because there's no reason why you shouldn't and so yeah. at the age of 89 my mom did so, so you should awesome. all go watch her that's totally my plan <laughs> i totally want to be like when i'm 70 i'm gonna go in for the grandma roles on the well sitcoms. my acting career <laughs> is stalled at the extra levels so maybe there's hope that when i'm 89 you gotta do it yeah yes do it that's awesome um so my bite of the week is along the election and it's a super pain in the butt non-techie bite of the week so i'm sorry but the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. We went over Christmas break. So the Smithsonian has, it's the Museum of American History. So it has all these great exhibits, half of which were closed when we were there. Like they, all the pop culture stuff was closed. Oh, Dorothy's no, shoes, Fonzie's leather jacket. Oh. Only Julia Child's kitchen was open. Oh, but that's awesome. Which was awesome. But um, they have obvi- the Hall of the Presidents and the First Ladies. And my favorite part of that whole exhibit is the political cartoon section where they show political cartoons from the dawn of America, literally, like from after the revolution, even before the revolution. And it's exactly the same. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, there's one with like FDR riding this big snail and the snail's Congress because they don't do anything. I mean, you... I highly, highly recommend you can go on their website. You have to look at the history of political cartooning mm. in this country because you you feel like everything is happening for the first time. You feel like Donald Trump is but new. But it's the same feel, old it's the same. stuff. Wait, it is so is, the same huh. that it's frightening. Is this supposed to make us feel better or worse? <laughs> yes, so it's supposed to make you feel better because progress happens in spite of everyone complaining about politicians in spite of lies, in spite of scandal, in spite of Congress not passing anything, in spite of like in spite of all of that, the history of our country overall is the expansion of rights, the, you know, sort of protections for people. Like even after the debates, they're not what you want. And it might take fifty more years. But imagine how much better we could be yes we could but that's so that's the hope right but it is amazing that in spite of all of these things that have been universal since the dawn of politics um we're still here we're still here and we didn't all move to canada talking about all of it and we're still fighting for whatever side you believe in like it is all the same but i think you're right we're you know we are still talking about it and that's what's important because i think if you get apathetic and you just say whatever 
then you don't have progress and yes. change. And so you're very right. You know, to see that that in spite of everything, we do grow, we do learn, we do change is, and, you know, yeah. positive. And there are still some amazing political cartoonists out there. Oh, I mean, there it, the, it's it it hasn't gone away. Now I think it's more important than ever. Yes, and now you can share them on Facebook. Yep. So that is my bite of the week. Um, so thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, guys. You check us out on Facebook.com/slash/ParentingBites. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Weebly and Slendertone and Lenovo. You can talk to us on Twitter, hashtag ParentingBites. On iTunes, subscribe, rate, review us. Thank you for everyone who has. It makes a huge difference in how we show up in the search algorithms. And of course, on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.